Well, hello, hello, hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I am so excited to be able to share the word of God with you today. Somebody said, what happened to his gray? Miraculously, miraculously, it went away today. God is good, isn't he? Sometimes you meet God at the Walgreens, you know. (laughs) But I want to talk about something today that I know is going to be a blessing to you. I actually taught this lesson some time ago, but there is uh, no better time than now for this particular message. And um, I'm not really going to have a lot of introduction. We're just going to kind of jump right in uh, to the content. I want to talk about a recipe for staying positive. And these are principles that I've pulled from life and um, the Bible, um, the Bible reinforces these principles, a recipe for staying positive. So many people today are negative and for so many uh, valid reasons, people are negative today. Um, I just recently turned the news off because I'm just tired of hearing the same rhetoric over and over and over again. And I'm like, is there anything else to talk about other than all of these? Well, not all of these, maybe these two or three negative things that you write on every day, every day. Is there anything ever anything good to say? And you listen to that stuff and it pulls you down and you, you find yourself sinking, you know, and then you answer the phone and then seven out of 10 of the people that you talk to, they have a bad report. If everything is just falling apart, life is miserable. Uh, they hate the government. You know, they, 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 everything is just wrong. They just don't, they hate the church. They got church hurt. They, you know, they, they got man problems. They got woman problems. And it's, it's just like a barrage of negativity just kind of buffeting you. And so in such a negative world that is really not going to get better, uh, not if the Bible is true, this world will uh, increasingly become more and more negative because there will be more and more calamity and more and more problems. But the beautiful thing is that we walk by faith and not by sight. And when the world is confused, we are confident. When the world is um, in despair, you know, we, we celebrate in our faith. But there's a specific recipe that I want to share with you today for staying positive. And these are the things I practice. Number one, manage your circle of influence. Manage your circle of influence. I cannot talk about your circle too much. You must manage your circle of influence meticulously, intentionally. You must manage your circle of influence. Who who do you have around you speaking into your spirit, speaking into your ears, your ear gate? Um because the negativity often generates from a pessimistic circle. People that uh, do not have faith, people who do not have vision, um, have a tendency to be the most vocal. People who have nothing positive to add have a tendency to be the most vocal. 
And if you have these kinds of people too close and if they're constantly in your ear, it has it wears away at your faith. It wears away at your optimism. It wears away at your confidence. And you find yourself being uh, accosted by the spirit of negativity. In other words, you're surrounded by (laughs) this is the way I put it when I first taught this lesson. You're surrounded by party poopers. So you have to what? Pay attention to the people that you've given access into your life, because a lot of times the heaviness you feel, a lot of times the depression that you're sensing is because of the energy that these people are bringing into your world. And you have to ask yourself, you know, a few questions about um, about the people that you give access to. What is their personal emotional health? You know, people that you you have to find yourself helping out of um, emotional pits all of the time are not designed to be people that run in your immediate daily circle. You know, they're designed for you to help them when when you're built up enough, when you have enough, you know, of what you need, then you can lend some to them. But these are not people that are supposed to have 24 seven access to you because they can do nothing for you but drain you at this point if they're not emotionally healthy. Um, Another question you have to ask yourself when you start dealing with people that are in your circle. Are they poisoning the atmosphere? You know, when this person comes around, what happens to the energy of the atmosphere? You know, uh, do they have a tendency to create conflict with all of the people that uh, are in your circle? You never have a problem with the people in your circle, but when they come around, they have a tendency to create issues and problems and strife and all of this kind of thing. And if the answer is yes to either of these questions, you owe it to yourself to at least reposition these people. You may not put them out of your life necessarily because they may need you, but you have to reposition them. You cannot have them in such proximity that they can push your buttons because your personal personal energy is important. My energy is important. My future depends on it. My family depends on it. My ministry depends on it. Um, You know, many, many people depend on me being at my best. So I can't allow one person to come into my life, into my circle and pull me down out of that place of faith and optimism. I have to stay optimistic. I have to. And if you it does not matter how much I love you, if you cannot aid me in that. I have to at least reposition you. And in some cases, I have to eliminate you. Listen to what the Bible says in Numbers 13, 32, all the way through 14 and 1. One of my favorite texts because it teaches us, it teaches us so much about uh, human nature. The children of Israel have gotten to the promised land. The instruction is to go and spy it out. And the Bible says that they sent 12 out, 10 came back with a negative doomsday report. And here's what happened, starting at Numbers 13, 32. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that 
eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. And all, here's 14 and 1, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And so you had 10, 10 negative people, 10, 10 party poopers that brought up a negative report and discouraged the hearts of a whole nation, all but two, Joshua and Caleb. And when you finish reading the story, the entire nation, God had to allow them to die off in the promised land because they did not possess the mentality, die off in the wilderness rather, because they did not possess the mentality to go into the promised land. And their children, uh, the next generation, had to rise up and actually inherit. All because 10 negative people brought up an evil report. Some say they discouraged the hearts of 3 million people. So if, if 10 men can, 10 negative men can discourage the hearts of 3 million people, how much damage can one negative friend or one negative associate do to your spirit? So number one, you must, you must manage your circle of influence. Number two, analyze your problems. Sometimes you're, you know, we, we get negative and we, we lose our sense of uh, optimism. We, we lose our positive nature because we've not properly analyzed our problems. When you stop and truly think about your problems and uh, you think about the potential solutions, it will boost your sense of hopefulness. How many times have I had situations to fall down upon me seem like suddenly and it's like, oh, it's so hopeless. And I get caught up in this wave of negativity, you know, just get caught up in this wave of worry. And then finally I stop and I begin to analyze. And I said, sometimes the most, a lot of times the first thought that comes to mind is it's really not that bad. I can, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. I have options, you know, but when that wave of negativity hits you, you don't even take the time to think about your options because things are rarely as bad as they appear. And there's a way out of it when you think about it. Oh, that's a, that's a t-shirt there. There's a way out of it when you think about it. So pause for a minute, breathe, pause for a minute, breathe and think about it because there's a way out of it. If you, if you look back over the track record of your life, you have been in a situation like this and sometimes worse many, many, many times over. There's a way out of it when you think about it. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, which says, There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. Nothing you've gone through that a whole lot of other people have not already come through. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. So if God has allowed it, it means that you're able to deal with this but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that she may be able to bear it. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? So you got to analyze your problems because God always has a way. There's always a ram hidden in the bush, you know, and I'm speaking out of personal experience. I've had situations, man, that just whew, seemed insurmountable, but God always had a way, you know, 
and sometimes in thinking about it, you don't always see the way, but you trust. And God eventually shows you the way out of it. You just kind of walk your way out of it, but analyze your problems, analyze them, really stop and think about them rather than allowing them to just carry you away. Number three, develop your plan based on every possible scenario. When you when you're faced with a situation that is troubling, that um, uh, is worrisome, think about every possible negative um, scenario and think about how God has consistently brought you out of every situation you've ever gotten into. So now watch this. Here's the wisdom. When you begin to plan your life or you begin to plan your vision, always factor in the possibility of some negative um, occurrence or happening. Murphy's Law, what can go wrong, will go wrong. I may be messing it up, but I'm paraphrasing it because that's a part of the process. Walking by faith, the part of the process of walking by faith is that you will have challenges, you will have hurdles, you will have tests thrown at you. So watch this. The wise person develops his or her plan based on every possible scenario. If this happens, this is how I'll respond. If that happens, this is what I will do. If these three things happen, this is how I'll deal with it. So you go into the situation already with a strategy. Uh, In football, they call it situational football. If this happens, this is how we're going to respond. Well, that's how you have to approach life if you're going to stay optimistic and positive no matter what comes your way. When you've gone over these situations in your head already, it gives you a very real confidence if or when you really have to face it. Now, now let me just add this, you know, in, in I think it's it's a value when it comes down to dealing with relationships. You should never enter into a relationship without um, the the psychology that if this person proves to be something other than they're presently presenting, this is how I will deal with this. Number one, I know I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to break down. I'm not going to give up on life. This is how I will deal with this. You see, develop your plan in life based on every possible scenario. We know what we're going to do if it works out uh, or when it works out well or things go perfectly. But how am I going to respond that I can stay on track emotionally if the money doesn't come through when I think or if people let me down? How am I going to deal with that? The Bible says in Luke 14, 28 through 31, it says, for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost? whether he have sufficient to finish it. Less happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. In other words, The wise person that succeeds in life is the person that plans 
And in the process of planning, you must develop your plan based on every possible scenario. You have to never should you have in your plan. I'm going to break down, fall out on the floor and kick my feet up in the air. No, no, no. This is how I will respond. Number four, invest your energy into helping others. If you want to stay positive, invest your energy into helping others. Don't be don't be a full time taker. But give, give, give to others what many times you need for yourself. The more you help others, the better you feel. Lisa and I were having a conversation just the other day and we were talking about um, the futility of prosperity without benevolence. Boy, that's a lesson in itself right there. The futility of prosperity without benevolence. In other words, the, 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 the waste of time it is to gather things and to pile money up and never have your life count uh, for having helped someone else. You know, in a season like this that we're in presently, as I'm filming this, we're in COVID-19, the pandemic. And... Um, the thing that makes me the gives me the greatest joy is this thing we've developed called Operation We Serve as a church where we give back to our communities. I love it. It makes me feel so good every time we're able to give and to do for people. Sometimes what may seem like small things to us, but are major things for them when we give them food and people say, uh, we we didn't know where we were going to get food from. That gives me the kind of boost I need in my spirit. You know what I mean? And there are so many of you that could benefit from just being benevolent, just helping someone else. It will produce measures of joy and confidence in you that will be unbelievable. That will be unbelievable. You know, like I look at some of our members, some of our ministers even that call themselves ministers, and we have these operations we serve, they never show up. What kind of minister are you? What kind of minister are you that you not you don't show up to serve? The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 7, and 8, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free. What I make happen for another, God makes happen for me. When I bring a smile to someone else's face, God does the same thing for me. I leave away from those experiences full of joy. Because you reap what you sow. And if you want to stay positive, invest your energy into helping others. And then number five, educate your mind in the area, in the area you're experiencing a challenge in. If you want to stay positive and upbeat and optimistic, educate yourself. Because there's little that created a positive vibe, like knowing um, what you're doing. There's very little, should I say, that creates that optimism, like when you when you know what you're doing, when you're lost and you don't have a clue, you don't know, you really don't know what you're doing. You're not skilled at what's the challenge that's before you. 
it can bring you into a pit. But when you begin to learn what to do and how to do it, when you really learn how to effectively do what you need to do, your confidence goes through the roof. You know, it doesn't matter what, what you throw, you know, throw me into because I know my way out. You know, somebody like my father, you, you could throw him in, <laughs> you could throw him in the jungle. He'll come out leading the lions, you know, because he, he was a student. My man was a student, man. He, he, he books. My dad left. I don't know what that uh, library of his is worth, but he left a he left a library of books to my brother and I and my mother. You know, he was a student. He learned what he didn't know. He always learned. And because he was always a learner, he was never in a hopeless mindset. And there are some of you that simply need to um, continue your education. You need to go back to the drawing board and you need to learn about this thing that you're challenged with. Stop depending on people to help you all the time because there are going to be a lot of situations where people are not going to help you. And learn, learn what you need to learn for yourself. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 4 through 6, And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. Not that strength. Emotional, intellectual strength. For by wise counsel shall, uh, but for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war. And in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So educate your mind. Education brings about optimism in a positive nature. And then number six, and finally, it's the last, but it's certainly not the least. Prayer transfers positive energy. When you learn to pray fervently and sincerely, prayer brings a positive vibe into a room. Prayer, prayer brings a positive energy into your space. When you pray, you engage God. God makes you invincible. When you when you pray and God comes into the room, into the space with you, you feel invincible and you feel like I can literally take over the world. You can. When you when you're wise enough to engage God in the process. So when you pray, you engage God. Listen to what the Bible says in Jeremiah 33. Verses two and three says, thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God says your answer is in your prayer. So these are some keys that I use to stay positive, stay up in a down situation. And my prayer is that this practical teaching will help you to come out of the negativity and to step into the faith-driven, optimistic, positive person you really are designed to be. I love you. God bless you. 
understand now why I created such an alliance a few months ago with BetterHelp. Those of you that are feeling extremely anxious and you feel the need for someone to talk to, there's a link in the bio to BetterHelp. I think they're the largest online counseling agency, licensed counselors, someone that you can have help you through these difficult and anxious times. There's a link in the description. If that's something you feel like you need, I want you to call or link up with them and let's press our way through this. But in the meantime, know that we love you. We're praying for you. And as a nation, as a world, really, we're going to get through this together. I'm R.C. Blakes saying to you once more and again, you're on top and you're going higher. God is more in store for you. I love you. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. God bless you. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.